1: guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about this episode particularly because our guest today, Erin Lebax. Yep. she's going to talk about writing and connection in today's remote workplace. I love writing. It helps me organize my thoughts. Um, she's going to talk about communicating strategically as a leader, using writing as a management tool, emotional intelligence, and it's going to be an all-around fun conversation and I'm looking forward to it. So Erin, welcome.
0: Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this as well and talking with you today. So hi, everyone, and I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah. You know, to set the stage, talk about how you came to be, what you do, um, the importance of writing, and we'll delve right into the combo.
0: Sure, sure. So I came out of teaching. I spent most of my life um, so far teaching college. And, you know, I never went into it originally intending to teach writing. But I came in, and as I started talking about different things with students, I started realizing writing is the tool that can separate someone from whether they're confident to apply for a promotion or not, right, or confident to join a committee or not. When we're not confident in writing, we get really, really held back. And so I spent 20 years teaching in schools, mainly colleges, and a little bit um, around the world for some grad programs. And then about six years ago, I thought, you know, what about all the people who want to feel good about their writing and meet their goals but don't aren't in school right now right and i thought well i'm going to start my own company and go out there and bring this education to people through courses in the workplace youtube videos a book you know different ways to learn you don't have to be in school to keep learning of course right as this is kind of what your your whole discussion is about here how we all just keep learning through our lives
1: yeah yeah i think i've learned more you know in the past year just on my own, you know, Mm self-directed than I did in my, you know, entire 18 years. But um, one thing is that uh, was really interesting is um, I, a good mentor of mine, he said that um, start writing because regardless if you get paid or not, good things come to those who write and it's been like, it's helped me build my blog and Mm. newsletter and social media. And so kind of talk about the benefits of writing overall in general.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'll kind of talk about two areas. Thanks for that question. One is that in today's world, our writing stands in for us when we're not there. And so we create relationships just through writing. I mean, I bet all of us listening and you and me, we have relationships with people we've never met, never talked to on the phone. And yet we can even feel trust with someone we've never met if we've done an intentional job with our texts, our emails, our DMs, whatever our team's posts, you know, whatever it might be. So we can create a relationship and a personhood through writing. And then I think the other need for writing, um, I work, I'm thinking of one person specifically, one of my clients is the forest service in the US, which is super fun to talk with them. And they give me a co-teacher, who's um, a guy who jumps out of helicopters into smoky fires. And he says, you know, I want to teach with Aaron because I would never have gotten the promotions I've gotten in the Forest Service if I didn't work on my writing. And so he and a lot of other leaders really believe I wouldn't have gotten to this point if I couldn't show, even just in an email, you know, I'm a thoughtful person who cares about being clear and saying this well. And it it gets you promoted, right? Especially when we write with the right type of tone and that sort of relational intentional intelligence, emotional intelligence. So both reasons, right? To show who we are and to meet our goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Like just writing has, you know, helped build a brand. You can build a brand. Um yeah. the next the next question is, um, you know, sometimes I use writing not to communicate to others, but actually to help organize my thoughts. And kind of actually, when I write something, it's actually more active. So kind of talk about strategic writing and using writing as a management tool.
0: Right. We don't recognize that writing is actually kind of this secret free tool that we have. And it's kind of like, hey, we're writing anyway. Why not make it strategic? Right. Um, and so... As we're trying to present to other people, you know, one tool I often suggest is using this tool I call Now, Later, Never. When we write to other people, we don't want to say what we care about. We want to say what they care about, right? If you're not journaling or note taking, you're not writing for you. You're literally writing for another person. So I'll tell people, you know, when you're writing, try not to overwhelm them. If you want to share 10 details, think, do I need to share all 10 now or could some be later or could some be never? And like you open the question, you know, you'll collect your thoughts through writing and then make a better message. What I personally find myself doing is reducing the length of my message. Right. Because I think it all out. And then I think, does my reader need all this right now? And then I start reducing until it's concise and efficient and exactly what they need.
1: Yeah, yeah I love that. Um, the next question is, um, you know, we talk about, you um, you know, writing as a tool, and um, you talk about how writing has taken on a new role as a connector in today's remote environment. I'm really curious what do you mean by that?
0: It's pretty interesting. Um, During the pandemic, you know, I just so happen to be the age right now where a lot of my friends have kids who've just joined the workforce, and then I have a lot of students um, who I teach in their workplace in their 20s um, and they would all kind of tell me, especially my friends with, with kids, they'd say, my kid has a new job and he is lonely. You know, he just got his first corporate job, but he's working from home because of the pandemic. And he doesn't feel like he understands the culture or fits in. But as writers, leaders can can work with that, Right. We can um, do little things instead of saying, hey, we did an awesome job the other day. It could be like Christopher and and Rebecca did an awesome job leading us yesterday. And it sort of use our writing to intentionally bring attention to people who maybe feel they haven't been recognized for their work um, a little bit. And I also advocate using verbs intentionally when we describe other people's work to help build others up, especially if we're the team lead, and maybe you have a person who's new, on your team and they're shy. And instead of saying, hey, Layla told me this, maybe I say Layla taught me this, Layla explained this. Use verbs that give people power and make other people more authoritative in their area because we use strong verbs when we talk about them. So these are some of the tools in our arsenal as leaders to sort of represent reality through intentional word choice in a way that builds camaraderie in our team.
1: Mm, I love that words. Yeah, the um, it kind of reminds me because um, the way information is disseminated now, it's um, with the Internet and social media, uh, everything moves at Twitter speed, you know, before the Gutenberg printing press, it was kind of, you know, writing and language and communication was very isolated and scattered. But once you had this new technology, you could books and, you know, uh, magazines, newspapers, So, in this age, where does writing, especially long-form writing, fit in with this age of video, audio, um, short-form content, tweets, you know, because most people are consuming things, you know, via, you know, instant reels and all of this, TikTok, all of that.
0: Yeah, I think we can still provide a mix of long and short-form communication and writing, and that we can empower our readers by sort of providing what I call optional information. Nobody wants to be overloaded with information right now, so we feel a little nervous if we want to write something long form and say, hey, don't you want to read my eight-page article? You know, maybe they don't, right? But what I've started, especially with leaders in the workplace, I'll say, you know, write a couple things that everyone needs to know, but then hyperlink out to more information because there are still many of us who want the thorough approach. Um, Every time I'm teaching a, a team, you know, it's like, who in here explains too little, Who in here explains too much? I explain too much. Most of us explain too much for what people want to read, but we can still, I still hear all the time. I want to take my time alone with this topic and that's where reading comes in. So I'll write something short or even make a video, but I'll include links to the full article. And so I think that's kind of working with people's psychology, right? You get them interested with the little thing <clears throat> but when they want the depth and the time to reflect, they really want to read something longer still. Uh, it's funny, you know, even back when I was teaching college, everyone would say, oh, you're teaching young people. Don't they all just want online books and online classes? No, no. They would literally tell me, I need a teacher for this topic. I want to be with a teacher I, or I want to read the thing myself. Well, it's kind of a myth that nobody wants to read at all. But it's true that we all want to read brief when we're busy. So we need to provide both options usually.
1: Yeah. I love how you describe uh, hooking people in with like clips, like either tw- it could be twi- tweets or it could be short, yeah. you know, kind of reels and kind of the right. full article. Um, but the next uh, question is, because, you know, when I was talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, they were saying like uh, blogging and kind of um they were saying you know blogging is is dead, but that actually with the advent of um, AI now, right. um, it's really important to have um, your website or your blog to get be high in the search rankings. So, right, yeah. So talk about scaling writing with AI, either ChatGPT or other novel forms of um, AI tools.
0: What a great question! Because isn't it nice that we have that opportunity now? And for entrepreneurs, you know, like ourselves, it's kind of like, do I have time to write a blog article a week? Probably not, right? But we need to work together with ChatGPT, right? We don't want to trust it all the way. Um, What I've been doing is using ChatGPT and other AI tools to generate ideas and sometimes even to generate text. But then I've noticed a couple things about it so far as sort of a language oriented person, um, one of which is quite ironic but I'm finding that AI writes in a way that is self-centered and you know, there may not be a self, but I, I did this test with chat GPT recently where I said, Hey, write an email to someone requesting a business writing class. That's like the kind of emails I receive. the whole email. Every paragraph started with I almost every sentence started with I. And I thought I, as a human being would never send that out. Right. I don't want people to think I'm self-centered. And so We want to use ChatGPT and other tools so we can get more done. But then keep in mind, maybe what are a couple of goals that you have that are more emotional intelligence goals or relationship goals? One of mine in that example was to not seem self-focused. I want to be other-focused and outer-focused in my classes. So I wouldn't want to make myself look self-focused. So you want to kind of be thinking and adding even to your prompt, right? Can you make this a little more casual or can you make this a little more personal And things like that, Um, because I do hear already in the classroom, you know, it's nice because I get to hear people every week when I teach in businesses, and they say that they're getting tired of what they call kind of robo speak. And everyone's getting a little bored with writing that's really obviously AI, but it doesn't take much to fix it up to make it sound more like you, Um, which is really important to do because people are starting to just tune out when it sounds inauthentic, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting with content and um, AI and, you know, what, how can you distinguish what, what's real, what's fake? Um, it's really, especially with, you know, the election coming, you know, there's going to be a lot of misinformation, oh, there will be. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of deep fakes, disinformation, kind of talk about, uh, it's really fascinating, uh, this topic and talk about um, when you, emotional intelligence and in writing and leadership. Yeah,
0: you know, we don't always realize, I think now we're all talking about emotional intelligence in leadership, but maybe we're thinking it's my behavior and maybe my spoken communication, but emotional intelligence shows through in our writing as well, or it doesn't, right? We want to make sure that it does, you know? So a couple of ways that that's been really, I think, becoming important lately um, one is what I call self-management. You know, EQ involves self-management, right? Like maybe I'm I'm stressed, but I don't want to bring that into a room, right? So I manage it. In writing, what it tends to look like is the writer typically wants to say everything that they've thought of about what they're writing about, and we have to manage ourselves. No, no, no. You don't say all those things. You only say the ones that are truly relevant and actionable today for that person, and that's very hard <laughs> because, <laughs> and we didn't learn that in school. In school, we learned you write to show what you know. It's kind of the more, the better. You want to sound smart, put big words, the whole thing. Nobody wants to read that now, right? So we have to actively self-manage and say, you know what, this is for somebody else. And so that's what EQ can look like in writing. That and really being tonally intelligent, thinking like, hey, I just invited someone to attend my session. Sounds a little like they're a number, I'm gonna invite them to join my session instead. Right. So I'm kind of using EQ to think, what position am I putting my reader in if I say it in this way? And they're gonna feel like, oh, I'm just a number, I'm just attending, but now she wants me to join. Now I feel a little more respected. Right? So that those are some ways we can be really intentional with emotional intelligence in our writing. And it's so important as a leader, too. I know a woman who young woman who quit her very first career job she's you know in her young 20s she quit because all the emails from leadership sounded dismissive she ended up feeling like no one cared about her there and as we know the younger generation is great about demanding to be cared for at work she quit she got another job she received her first email from the leader the all hands email it was respectful she felt like she belonged she told me she called her mom and said mom I found a better job so it matters how we use words as leaders especially
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah that's so true you know kind of as we um end this really fascinating conversation talk about you know for the younger generation how you can encourage enthusiasm for writing, get people to write, and um, kind of uh, building confidence through writing, and um, helping people to write more clearly, concisely, and um, overall just kind of help people become better writers.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the younger generation is actually in some ways leading this movement, and I don't know if they know that, I literally was just in a meeting with another woman my age and we said, thank goodness for you know the millennials and Gen Z because they are teaching employers that they have to care about their people, right? People are demanding we need to be attended to. And I think what the younger generations are showing us is that we're all tired of old hierarchies, which includes old traditional bureaucratic ways of using language. We're all a little tired of that top-down feel, the sort of preachy, bureaucratic vibe you get. And so young people, in leading the way to, we want a more egalitarian workplace, we want more respect for the user, the employee, we're finding now, yeah, that includes the way you write to us. So let's write to each other in a way that's accessible, concise, open for people from different languages or different you know industries and economic levels. So in a way, that cultural shift is leading this movement into more clear, concise, usable language versus the sort of showy language that we might've seen in the past.
1: Mm, Yeah, I love that. Cause you know, it's kind of a, it's a huge, like just basically a lot of the um, issues stem from a generation gap and kind of, you know, differing values, you know, the younger generation, they see the future and kind of the, you know, the older ones are kind of preserve it. So, and I love this idea and we can bridge all this through, writing. So uh, how can people contact you, follow you, uh, reach out to you, um, et cetera?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'd love to connect with folks. I think the easiest way is my YouTube channel, High Value Writing. Um, And it has a mix of videos for people at work or students um, and many that are oriented for folks around the world with different levels of English use and different goals with that. So that would be great. I'm on LinkedIn and I'd love to connect. And then I have a new course out, um, Strategic Writing for Leaders, that you can find through the HighValueWriting.com website that helps a leader realize how they can use their writing as a management tool and build community and respect and manage conflict and all of it really through intentional language.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, And uh, I love the whole Premise of the conversation. And for all of the listeners out there, Erin's resources will be in the links and show notes. Uh, be sure to check those out. Um, writing is a very high value skill, how you it comes across, how you speak, how you communicate. Um, and all of her resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to give her a like, follow. Also, check out her books as well and on Amazon. And um, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Wonderful.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks, for-